We are the Hairy Bikers. I'm Dave. And I'm Si, and we're back with another episode of The Agony Uncles, the podcast that fixes your friction. Between us, we'll help you with your problems. As you go through life, sometimes that dream dinner turns into a slice of burnt toast and a bit of scrape. They need a bit of guidance. Well, we're here to help you find your way again. All you have to do is email us at theagonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And posing the problems today... It's the gorgeous, glamorous, thin white duke himself, Mr. Jeeves. Ah, thank you. Nice to see you all. And yes, hello. It's um, well, it's been a busy old, uh, busy old time. You've been busy filming. Uh, we've seen you on Instagram yeah. and doing all sorts of interesting stuff. How's that been going? Filming's been going great. Actually, yeah, I see. It's slightly ironic seeing as some newspaper run it that we were abandoning work because of my ill health. I'm there filming away doing Instagram stuff, and uh, it appeared in the papers that basically we were. Off, which is a complete utter fallacy. It's we nonsense. were working our little bips off. Nonsense, we were having a good time. Nonsense. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, we've had a couple of questions come in, uh, or actually a couple of thoughts actually while you're away um, doing your busy filming. Nige uh, came up with a handy tip for no tears cutting onions. You might remember just before you uh, went yes. away, we had an onion problem. He said if you put an onion in the freezer for 15 to 20 minutes before cutting it, apparently there's no tears. Did you know about this one? Well, that's as bad as say you could just buy the bags of sliced frozen onions, isn't it? <laughs> that's you know enough. what I mean? <laughs> and uh, we also had a message from Phil who said, uh, it's my nephew's 12th birthday. Uh, his name is Josiah Burnham. He's big fans of yours and he'd love a shout out. So uh, we're going to give a shout out to Josiah for his 12th birthday, which was at the end of July. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. It's happy birthday, Josiah. Happy birthday indeed. It's going to be a busy one. Uh, so, uh, yes, let's get into those problems. Let's get solving, mate. We're going to no, you introduce Tash. <laughs> and here she is, the country estate to our council flat. It's posh Tash herself. Good morning. There's nothing like me going away for two weeks holiday and then being fully forgotten on the introduction, side. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh. have, you, have you been out to the colonies? I have. Just checking all is well with everyone. No, don't put me in that light. No, no, thank you. I'm, it was lovely. I had a lovely time in Canada. Thank you. And I was going to compliment Mark, actually, because I met somebody out there who had actually listened to the podcast. Oh. And the comment was, oh, my gosh, who's that other man on it? His voice is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about the bikers. It was all about your voice. So I'm so yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, listen, I'll, I'll take it whenever it comes from. I jam the knickers off the port, that voice. <laughs> Dave, let's get solving, mate. Wingle your jingly, what's it, who'd bong. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In this week's hotbed of disharmony, Uncle Sai, Uncle David Postash, you're going to be fixing these fails and foul ups. We have a portion problem. We have teenage Tenerife trauma. And in confidential corner, we have holiday hell. But we're going to start with portion problems. And this comes from Christine, who says, Dear Heavy Bikers, I have several of your books, the dieters range in particular. Uh, though I'm not a confident cook and anything but expert, whatever dishes I do try turn out well without too much effort either in the kitchen or searching supermarket shelves. So thank you for that. One problem that persists, however, is halving the quantities for just my husband and myself, as most recipes seem to be for four people. I don't want to end up with half an onion or half a sweet potato in the fridge. Often they just get wasted. 
Have you any advice on how two people, or even those on their own, can make the best use of four-person recipes from you and other chefs, please? Thank you, says Christine. Over to you. Well, on the onion front, buy small onions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Use one. Um, if you've got a freezer, cook double, save time, energy, yeah. and life. It's, I don't think it's that hard, really. Sometimes say, people say, oh, your recipes are for our people. What do we do? But what do you want us to chuck in a calculator for now? <laughs> <laughs> Can you not do recipes for one? Well, we could no. do, but, you know, we've got this medium thing that the industry's had for a while, that they're like for four. You know, and especially for the diet book. And, and what we've took careful to do is that the picture you see is what you can eat. So oh. match the picture up. That's what you can put in your gob and lose weight. But, you know, yeah. there's the freezer, little onions and little sweet potatoes and, you know, a little bit of imagination if you want to cook fresh I, every I, day. I, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> what, what? I mean, we've got freezers. As Dave was saying, just cook four, cook it up, and then freeze the other bit. And then you've got this lovely menu when you open your freezer door, go, oh, we had that last week, and I quite like that. And that, I, 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 I live on my own, that's what I do. I, I just batch it up. It's great. Yeah, yeah but even yeah. then, like with, with the half things, I very often. You know, I'll put half an onion in cling film in the fridge door. So the next time I cook, I've got half an onion cut. And yeah. I always go to that one first. It's going to last a few days. And if you are cooking fresh every day, it's not going to be an issue. Mm. And again, you're half your sweet potato, a bit of cling film or something ethical, like a reusable bag or something. <laughs> then you, you know put it in pro- the fridge. Yeah, do you know what my problem is? Because I'm the other way around, so I cook for more. And I'm just so bad at maths at the end of the day, I think that's it. And I haven't got my free calculator for That's Andy when she's our manager. <laughs> <laughs> I just How add a naught on. Naught, 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 naught. And as long as I've got fine. enough noughts, they're all fine. Don't that's worry. Fine. But no, I just get to the point where I look at the recipe and I think I get to the first ingredient and it says 100 grams. And I think, oh, yes, I've got to make it for five, 500 grams. And then the <laughs> other ones further down the list, I just suddenly go... Oh, that'll do. Bit more of that one. Bit more of that one. A bit more of that one. Because I can't quite work it all out. So, I, but it always ends up relatively edible for five. It's fine. <laughs> relatively edible. <laughs> yeah, it might do, but you might. There's a fly in the matrix when it comes to baking. Ah, oh, yes, you're right. You are right. But generally, you've got a loaf, or you're cooking twelve muffins, or that's easier. It's more like a recipe recipe that I suddenly start guesstimating and not killing my children. It's quite clever. Well, it, 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 and, and, and quite handy as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, no wonder you married a lawyer. <laughs> I love it. Well, oh, then well, if you're you. on your own, it makes 12 muffins. Just take the muffins round to the neighbours and you might not be on your own for long. I uh, like that. Very Share clever. the muffin love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Christine. There's good advice for you. It's not hard. If you've got a freezer... You should pretty much work it out, I think. Food makes everything better. All right, let's move on to our next problem, which hopefully will give you a bit more of a taxing issue. Uh, for, uh, this is called Teenage Tenerife Trauma. Um, for this, we need one female and one teenage boy's name. So uh, Uncle Si, a female, and Uncle Dave, a teenage boy's name, please. Audrey. Audrey. And Noah. And Noah. Dear Agony Uncles, says Audrey, I'm emailing you while sitting on my sunbed in the White Sands Beach Club in Tenerife. We've been here on holiday for eight days, with another seven to go. And during this time, my normally surly, grumpy, miserable 17-year-old son, Noah, 
has been transformed by a girl from Germany who I call Helga. Helga is beautiful, I can't deny. Also 17, and the two of them have been inseparable for the last few days. He is totally smitten and seems to be an entirely different person around her to the nightmare grump fest we have to put up with him at home. Now, Noah's got his A-levels next year, and our plan for him was for him to go to uni and a decent career, but now he's talking about going to Germany to be with Helga, and worse still, her family are encouraging this. Her dad has some engineering company and says he might be able to work there. Now, I've told him this is just a stupid holiday romance, but he won't listen, and I'm really worried he's going to do something silly and throw his future away. Any advice would be very helpful, says Audrey, as it's not making the holiday very much fun. Over to well, you. Well, he's having a great time, and, <laughs> he's, and, and time. He's, 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 it's smashing. And go on, Helga. And anyway, Audrey, you've just said our plans for him is mm. for him to go to university. Well, he might not want to. Um, and your children are only ever lent to you. They're not. They're not yours to keep. So it, get a grip. I think you're overreacting. Let it all play out. It'll be fine. And stop stressing and enjoy your holiday. It sounds um, as though she's got backup as well with Helga's parents. Hmm. They're not kind of going to be the ones who are going to sit on the shelf and curse. You know what I mean? They're the yeah. ones who are already trying to give him a job and stuff. And actually, if, you're, if, if he's so young, if it all goes belly up, he comes home and goes to uni. And, he, you know, worst ways, he's wasted a year or two or else he's had a very nice year or two or he might plot the course the rest of his life. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's like at that age, you were like that king, you weren't you on a caravan site in the Isle of Man? That was it. Said that, that lady didn't offer you a future. No, she didn't. She did offer me something which was very pleasant. <laughs> yes. It wasn't the three legs of man. No. Uh, those of you who know, it is a symbol of the Isle of Man, by the way. It's not, not being vulgar. <laughs> Um, do you know, as a mum of a, a kid exactly the same age, having exactly the same conversations um, about what does the future hold, I agree with you so entirely, and I've said it very clearly, it's not my future, it's yours, you make the decisions. But as a mum and a dad, you do kind of pave the way for them to have every opportunity. And I suppose in the, in the education and love and whatever you do, and you don't really expect to get to three or four, or eight days into a holiday, and for your son suddenly to be sort of plotting his future around young young love and I think Helga could be his future and I'm not disputing that and it, how wonderful if it was but it is a, a pretty huge step between a, a holiday romance which we have all had and it is amazing and it is incredible but it's almost a lovely thing to have and maybe Helga needs to say not be uh, not Helga sorry the mum needs to sort of say to him you're you you can't say this is everything forever but i'm not saying it might not be and why don't you consider other options because if she lets it play out the likelihood is he's going to come home from holiday and actually work out it was just a romance and he's got lots of other options at home but the more the mum says you can't the more he will do that's the big issue but i would be slightly concerned if on my holiday my son had said that's it my future's made with helga I'm off, I'm working with that bloke <laughs> on the other side of the pool, he's offered me a job, I'm taking it. Yeah, but, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, but it is, but the thing is, it's huge. It's 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 not huge to a 17-year-old, and, and it's just like, it's an experience, and that experience with, with support uh, might be great or it may not, but um, either way, it's still a life experience. So, and dear God, the young'uns these days in the UK, I'd, I'd, I mean, no wonder the poor, no wonder Noah's going, oh, right, aye, smashing, I'm out, I'm out of here. Yeah, um, you know, so 
and and look, it it probably will be a holiday romance and, and all of that, but just like you know, and also well, he's feeling the weight of himself, isn't he? He's mm. he's feeling the weight of his application of love and emotion so Helga. and all that, and so is Helga, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I think you know, surely the balance, like everything, goes down to balance. They can have the best of both worlds. If his parents don't overreact, then just say, let's cool it off, have a period of courtship, see how we get on for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Helga, she can come and visit us anytime she wants. Don't burn your boats. I would say that to anybody. You know, you know, three days in, rest of your life. Now, nah, bollocks. No, you know, it's nonsense. Just, but, yeah, you, you've got to give it. Any, any relationship needs a bit of breathing space to find out. You know, it, it's like I always remember reading Lemmy, the the, the great philosopher Lemmy, in his autobiography <laughs> said, "There is a period in in love." It's like be, before you've noticed any flaws in the other person. We need to find those flaws a bit, whether you're 17 or 70. And um, and actually, if, if if the parents are canny, then then they can kind of play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some boundaries, and these are ours, you know, but just the boundaries are dead flexible. We're dead encouraging about your relationship. Just kill your jets for a bit and don't run off to Germany and become an engineer. Yeah, I, I reckon mum goes, mum should chill 100%. out. Mum, just chill out and go, let him have the romance, have the holiday, it, let him go, let him believe it's all wonderful and brilliant. And then I would say, just finish your A-levels. You've got one more year. Just do your A-levels and see where you're oh, at yeah. Helga next summer and yeah. then make some decisions. And then it's more serious. As you say, Dave, it's a year down the line. You've worked out that, you know, Helga's not quite so Helgary as he'd hoped a year down. And you can tell the kids <laughs> there's always Zoom and they'll tell you, don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, interesting, uh, you mentioned holiday romance, uh, Tash. We've all had one, you say. So, uh, Tash, best holiday romance? Uh, oh, <laughs> no answer. <laughs> Dave, Uncle Dave, best holiday romance? I had a little dalliance with a German policewoman in a lift station in Switzerland. <laughs> you know, not not just once, but you know, it was it, it, was, it was all right. Snog in the kitchen. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I was quite excited by the fact she was a German policewoman. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what lit the fire. Really, <laughs> Uncle Be the same pet when I come home. <laughs> In Bremerhaven docks, actually, it's all gone German. In, um, in Bremerhaven docks, on um, uh, uh, there was a big youth kind of. <laughs> sounds a bit weird. This. So it was a big youth rally, and I completely, you know, like love at first sight when you just go, "Oh my God, she's gorgeous," yeah. and then she looked at me and went, uh, "You're decidedly average, but I'll give you a go." And uh, and, uh, and that was it. Uh, I was I was eighteen. Wow. Aww. Oh, Aww. I did have someone called Adonis in Greece. Or did Adonis. Have someone? You are taking the piss. <laughs> no. Adonis. Adonis. Well, that wasn't called... his real name. He was Kevin <laughs> from Preston. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he did give me a fake number, so maybe he wasn't Adonis. Was I don't it... think he was. <laughs> he was Kevin I from Preston. I thought he was. He was Kevin from Preston, yes. <laughs> Pulls that stunt twice a year. <laughs> I fell for it. All right, let's take a short break here. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. It's time to head to Confidential Corner. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this is called A Holiday Hell. We need one lady's name here. And uh, Uncle Uncle Sai, can you give us one lady's name, please? Rhea. Rhea says, Dear Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave, and the posh lady. I'm not sure what to do about this. I'm married with three children, aged 14, 12, and 9. I also work, so my life is pretty manic. My husband works too, and though we share the childcare, this is still a pretty full-on bonkers life. 
Now every month, I'm required by my work to go away for training at various locations around the country. So on those nights I stay over, my hubby deals with everything. Except that I'm not away training. I book one day off work per month and just choose a different Premier Inn at a different town that I'd like to visit, book it and have a night away from everyone watching telly, having a bath and pottering around the shops. My husband has literally no idea. Now though, he has suggested we have two weeks, a winter sun holiday over Christmas, which sounds great, except that I haven't got enough holiday days left to take for this year and I don't have a decent excuse to give him as to why I can't go. Any help most gratefully received, asks Rhea. Over to you. Oh, what a pity she's let it get like this. I don't know. Couldn't she have just been honest and said, listen, I'm not busting me the bank. I just need need a night on my own in a premier in. I'm not having an affair. I sit there, I watch telly, feel cosy, have a night's sleep. And, and I bet he wouldn't have any problems with that. I love it. I mean, I'm taking a leaf out of her book. <laughs> I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Um, but I think I might be honest about it and just say, yeah, yeah. Give, give me a night out because I just think i need it um it's about survival isn't it It, it's it's it you know that's her survival technique because it is ridiculously busy for families in the modern world isn't it it's mad i mean i think honesty would have been the best policy from the beginning as the guys are saying but by the same token you're now in the shit <laughs> so, it's true, isn't it? We have to come up with a solution for you. So there's yeah, really only one solution: either you uh, you take unpaid leave to yeah. facilitate the family holiday, or you don't. And we're not. Well, enough, to... Maybe he needs his night out in a premiere in as well. You know what well, I mean? I think Everybody he's having needs... an affair with the next door neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> it will be now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the problem is though that that's the thing. She's already openly said that they share the childcare quite well, and he they both work. So she is going to be feeling a bit guilty that he hasn't had a night off on that premiere in all the time. So and then if if she continues with the lie and says, "Or oh, I can't," let's just do one week over Christmas, mm. he's going to go why? But I, I feel like. He needs those two weeks over Christmas too, because he's been <laughs> doing more than her, realistically. It's um, true, actually. Yeah, so she's been swinging the leg, and he's been working his bits off. Yeah, and yeah, she's been shopping. I mean, it's brilliant still. Um, it's back to the whole thing, isn't it? When there's something that really is quite simple, <clears throat> there was communication and a bit of kind of understanding on both sides. There wouldn't be a problem, you know. <laughs> and uh, and yet things have got out of hand and a bit deeper. You know, it's even if it's just a question of, I don't know, some people need their own space. You know, I mean, as I said, like last year I wasn't at work, at work but now I am back at work. And I, I know I say to, to Lil, you know, for goodness sake, it's a break for you, from me. And um, make the bloody most of it. And she is, you know, she's, she does her own thing and enjoys it. Life's better, richer for it. Yeah, we all need our space. I did not tell you what I did see this morning, though, funny enough, I was on, on Instagram, and there was this uh, little post that said about a mum trying to get away from her kids. But she said, every time someone, a kid calls mama, this is what I do. And she basically put a, an overcoat over her head. She climbs up on the handlebars of the door, and then she looks like she's a coat hanging up on the side of the door, so the kids just walk past her. <laughs> so there's this mum just clinging on to the side of the door with a coat over her head. So no, the kids can't find her. It's desperate measures, but it's still genius. <laughs> mm. She needs a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, there's a big problem there. There is, yeah. <clears throat> 
But I think you're right, Dave. Everyone needs space from everybody. Because then you appreciate, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder is the bigger sentence, isn't it? But we all need a bit of a break. And then you come back far more appreciative of the other person. Yeah, sometimes it's quite nice. I, I, I used to, sometimes when I finish work, even if it was on my own, I would just, if it was on my way home, I'd just check into a, a hotel, just a cheap hotel, a travel lodge, Premier Inn, call it what you like, and just be able to be quiet, admittedly with a bit of crap telly, you know, on a bed, no alarm clock, and just those 24 hours really kind of unwound me before I got home with myself. Yeah. Well, you weren't booked into that Holiday Inn with Rio, were you, Dave, by any chance? <laughs> Just checking. No, I slipped up then. <laughs> if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, it's been another roller coaster of emotions <laughs> for us here, I'll tell you. So it's time uh, for us and you too to have a bit of a rest thank you so much for getting in touch and if you haven't yet please do and send us your problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk and while you do that let me remind you that there'll be a new episode of the agony uncles next friday me mate Sai will guide you through more problems and predicaments but in the meantime, it's goodbye from Poshness. Bye-bye. And from the Dupeness. Uh, goodbye. And for us hairy urchins. Good day. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.